I started hearing like spirits speaking to me and I thought that I was becoming a medium through the crystals. So like the more that I felt like, I don't want to say powerful, but it is kind of a power trip that you think that you're able to communicate with spirits makes you feel important. Um, and so it kind of, I started feeding that, like opening your third eye chakra, doing things to, to open up the spirit. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Twisted Youngins, the most unorthodox show on the globe. Uh, we thank you for joining us um, on this special episode as we get a chance to hear another testimony. Um, we hope everyone is uh, staying safe, staying out the way. Uh, Jesus is Lord, and I am one of your hosts, Myra B. King. And this is Desi Dez, and we're interviewing a special guest today. Can you introduce, introduce yourself? Hey, my name's Carly, and I'm here to share my testimony with you guys. It's nice to be here. Um, yeah, I was, I call myself an ex-New Age medium or spiritist, but I mean, it involves all New Age. I mean, we all know New Age at this point. You get pretty deep into any spiritual thing at some point. How did you, uh, how did you first get into it? It's so convoluted. I was just thinking today, like, how did I get into it? But I think it all started with um, when I was 14, I had a I went to the public pool with my friends and this guy, he was like 300 pounds. He jumped directly on my head into, to get into the pool. And I felt I like blacked out and I felt my spine crack all the way down. And I never told my parents about it. And I don't remember high school after that because I think I had a traumatic brain injury and I just didn't know what that was. And so fast forward as an adult, I started having this chronic pain, like horrible in my neck and just like brain fog. That was really bad. And the pain was so bad that I was going to like multiple doctors trying to figure it out because I was a pretty scientific person at the time. But I kept seeing like society kept bombarding me with like crystals and healing work and yoga can heal this and yoga can heal that. So I think I picked up crystals initially just through that, buying all these crystals to place on your body to heal you. And then like smudging followed after that. And then just like the spiritual practice of yoga. That's kind of where it all started. Okay. So you're, um, you're getting into yoga. Um, you're seeing, you know, this, this crystal healing. And so where do you go from the, from here to take it up a notch to where it's like, you're starting to, obviously you were getting something from it to, to, to go into it further. Correct. Yeah. I think that it made me feel good when I started, this sounds kind of crazy. I started like seeing spirits after using crystals of like human spirits, what I thought were human spirits at the time. And, um, mind you, this was like, I was in my late twenties and I'm a clinical social worker. So schizophrenia doesn't come out in your late thirties. Usually it's like early twenties. <laughs> and I just want to throw that out there because people always say you had a mental health issue, but that comes out 18, 19, twenties, not late to early thirties. Just throwing that out there. Um, I started hearing like spirits speaking to me and I thought that I was becoming a medium through the crystals. So like the more that I felt like, I don't want to say powerful, but it is kind of a power trip 
that you think that you're able to communicate with spirits makes you feel important. Um, and so it kind of, I started feeding that, like opening your third eye chakra, doing things to to open up the spirit realm for myself more how were to you bring them in. How were you communicating like with like like uh what were you saying to them what were they saying to you i would just speak out loud i guess and then it started with like whispers like whispers in my ear once in a while you could pick up like no she's not the one or don't speak to her yet type of a thing and it was always something to get me to think i have to work harder i have to open this up more so I never was able, like when I would see the spirits, it always looked like they were trying to say something, but I could never get anything out, out of them. So it made me feel like I wasn't a strong enough medium yet. Uh, so like, I had, I felt like, huh? Like it was levels and you didn't, you, you didn't reach that level yet to. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I have to keep going. I have to open this up more and channel it more like a muscle that you have to stretch and work on and so i just kept using the crystals to open this up more because i actually started feeling kind of like a failure at it like if i have this medium gift the special gift why can't i totally 100 percent open up that communication with them where were, where would you uh see these spirits these spirits and what kind of form were they in like were you seeing it just like anywhere you go it was just like only at home and like what, what were they doing it would start um, in my house, so they would stand at the end of my bed. Um, they would be like kind of at, in the corner of my eye, and when I would turn, then they would kind of leave. I can't, they would like disappear. I don't know, it's so hard to explain. I saw one in the back of my car before. It was always in my peripheral. It was always in a mirror, yeah. um, or it was always like linked to sleep paralysis. Mm. Yeah. So you couldn't directly look at them. Yes. by that time yeah and thinking back i think it was just a way for satan to like get me to pursue it further i always thought if i just keep going it'll happen like i'll be able to really communicate and hone in on this like other mediums and spiritists could so you mm -hmm. keep going right because you, you, mm -hmm. you want to get better at it you want to strengthen this muscle and then what happens like are you so are yep, you able to look, look at them directly? Are you getting more power? Are you are you able to and more power in the sense of um, able to communicate with them? They're giving you answers. They're leading you. Or uh, how did that process go? Yeah. So what happened next was my neck pain kept getting worse, and so none of this stuff was working. Obviously, my neck pain started kept getting worse, and I remember feeling very. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say this word. I don't want to be alive anymore basically um, because of the neck pain. And I remember telling my husband, like, it's not fair that you're asking me to be alive through this pain. Like that's how bad it was, you know? And so I was driving to work on my commute and I was listening to music on YouTube. And I remember this is like, like, I finally called out to God, like, where are you? And thinking back, it was such a selfish way to call out to God because I wasn't using it for anything other than just cure my neck pain. And then I would have just moved on, you know? And what happened was the YouTube, you know how on YouTube it'll go through songs? Like if you go on like a playlist, it switched from music to this weird video where they were talking about angels with different names that can heal parts of your body. 
and it was listing off the angel's names and this angel can heal your neck this angel can heal your head this angel can heal and so on and so forth and i thought i have nothing left to lose i'm going to call out to this angel (laughs) and have and say please heal my neck so i did and god has put it on my heart not to share the name god has also put it on my heart not to tell people what it looks like for now but just put throwing that out there this was an angel was it an angel or, or, or demonic entity? Uh, fallen angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So I think this person is being very deceiving in calling them angels. I don't know if this person was a Satanist. I mean, it very well could be. And I, at, in my lowest moment, that's when the devil comes in. And for it to switch from music to this random video, right when I'm desperate enough to do anything, that's not coincidence. And so I called out to it and it sounded like an angel's name. It's actually in the Bible <laughs> and uh, sorry, I get so nervous talking about it. Take your time. It's like, it's trauma, right? <laughs> so I have traumatic experiences. So I called out to it and I said, heal my neck, please. And if you are an angel from God, this shouldn't be bad, right? Is what I kept saying to it. So essentially, I guess I prayed to, to it and um, it after I said the prayer, I felt really bad. Like I felt this darkness enter the room, like this really evil presence enter the room. I also think what caused like the video to even pop up was all the crystal work and medium stuff I was doing before. So I already had mediums around or um, spirits around me, but now I invited it completely in with this prayer that I did basically. Um, which looking back was definitely a demonic entity. So called out to it. I felt like really bad. Like I had just did something terrible. And I remember afterwards saying to God, like, Hey, if that was an angel of yours, forget it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> so flip it, you know, and moved on. Like the fir- the two times I had spoken to God as an adult was so flippant and like not made no sense in that moment. After that was when I got more, spent thousands on crystals, smudge sticks, started doing spells, which, so I like started doing witchcraft after, which I told my husband I would never do. Did your pain go away? Yep, (laughs) it did. My pain got better and I kept thinking if my pain is getting better, this is a good thing. I did not realize my life was falling apart everywhere else. Because they placate you to the point where you're getting what you want. And so that's all you can focus on other than everything else falling away around you. Yeah. So you fall into witchcraft shortly after. Yep. And tarot card reading was like the last thing I got into. I would say tarot card was the most evil thing that I had gotten into near the end. Well, what makes you say that? I don't know. I feel like it's... I think everything I was doing was a direct line. I mean, praying to a demon is pretty bad, <laughs> but I, at the time, I think there's a difference between praying to something you think is good, um, but you're still inviting demons in. You're just kind of being ignorant to what you're praying to versus everyone telling you in the past that tarot card reading and Ouija board is a direct line to the demonic and doing it willfully anyways. Mm. And thinking that you're speaking to good spirits. And what do you get from card reading? Like, what, what is that? Like, you when you flip a card, it means something. And 
Like what, what? Yeah, I think that's where it goes from spirit reading to divination. Almost, I would say in my case, necromancy, just because I knew that I knew that the spirits were giving me the answers into the cards. It wasn't just divination. Like I already knew that it wasn't necessarily me, that it was spirits. If I had been ever reading my Bible, I would have known what kind of spirits that I was contacting. <laughs> it wasn't good spirits, but it does surround itself with this like light and love like type feeling but it's really not and so what i would get out of just reading tarot cards was like it was a good party trick people gave me more attention um it felt i felt very like i keep going back to the word powerful i felt powerful as he should he made you know satan made you powerful well th these those uh fallen angel that fallen angel made you powerful you know mm -hmm. um you know so they the, have power too did were you able were you doing tarot cards for other people as well or just on yourself i started on myself and then i started doing it with my friends and it actually i mean i'm not saying that demons cannot tell the future but they've been they're ancient creatures and so they've been around long enough to i think kind of roll the dice and figure out how things will go or manipulate situations so it goes that way i predicted like friends having miscarriages and pregnancies and things like that through the tarot cards wow yeah mm. so <laughs> the tarot after reading after doing crystals and things i always felt charged up and better which is weird saging i always felt worse i don't know why but my husband told me to stop saging um crystals always felt better and then the tarot cards i felt like a ton of bricks were on me after reading tarot cards like i couldn't it felt like i was fighting against gravity i just had to lay down and i would just go i'd be out i'd go to sleep and listen this is so believable for me because not only since we're in the word of god it's even more believable you know like we know it's a true story but i know actually know someone who actually did uh they were into the tarot cards and i remember we were on the phone and she was telling me that uh she was sitting in her house and she saw uh some people playing cards out of her peripheral vision peripheral vision uh, and then she said when she turned they weren't there she said, but mm -hmm. she knew that they were spirits. And she said that she threw a card away in the trash can. Cause she, she wouldn't tell me what was really on the card, but she said she threw it away and, and uh, tried to put it in the trash or somehow, I don't know, it came up or was sitting on top of something and everything just started going downhill from there. Um, and she would do these readings. Um, she had a decent following with doing readings. Uh, she would go live with it. And, um, she long story short um afterwards a lot of bad stuff started happening in her life uh she's away from it now but that's why i just think it's important to get this out because it's a lot of people that are into the crystals and the tarot cards and um all of that uh so i do want have to ask you um and the ouija boards ouija boards you know what i mean palm reading palm reading uh yeah. were these uh spirits uh taunting you at any point at first it was all positive um like i said like trying to communicate with me um dead relatives coming to me how i got my grandma's like rosary and she was catholic i got my grandma's rosary and i would anytime i would hold it i would see her um again they couldn't communicate with me i think that was the one thing that satan like 
hold back on so that I would keep going with all of this, the communication part. And it always looked like they were trying to tell me something, or at least I felt that way. Um, and but, you want to see her in the flesh? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, but it was always, it wasn't ever straight on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like you were saying, like it was always like this, like mm -hmm. peripheral. Mm -hmm. And I knew I would just look straight ahead because I knew as soon as I looked at her or whatever spirit, it'd be gone. The only time it was straight on was in the middle of the night with sleep paralysis and they were at the end of my bed. That was the only time. They, more than how many? At the end of my bed, I think it happened probably, there was a man and a woman, probably like, and then a demon. So three times. Yeah. Uh, so you seen the shadow or you actually seen like a, a color and all that? The man and the woman, I saw color. Um, the man was wearing like a prom suit that was just absolutely disgusting with like a carnation here. I don't know why that was what I saw, but I did. And um, I just remember finally when I could move, I just screamed no, and he was gone. The woman was like this, and I've had, that's another <laughs> story. My husband actually experienced this too. Um, he had, she had like witchy hair, like really older lady with just really messed up hair and just the scowl on her face staring at me. Um, and I got the sense that they were married, but I feel like Satan puts backstories to these things so that you look into it further. And then the demon was a shadow. Mm. Yeah. So what, when did you start like, okay, I need to come out of this. <laughs> like, um, what, when did your eyes start to open up to where you started? Uh, like, I need to seek Jesus. I need to seek God. What made you change? Yeah. So I, the further I got into this stuff, I noticed that I, I didn't want to be out in the daylight. I would shut all the lights off. I would pull the blinds. I would watch demonic movies. Um, I wanted to be surrounded by just evil witchcraft, demonic stuff. For whatever reason, I couldn't see it for what it was. I actually felt proud of myself that I wasn't scared of this stuff for whatever reason. And um, I started hating people, like hating. I hated my parents to an extent, like I would write in my journal horrible things about them. So on the off chance that I did pass away that people would read it and think they were horrible people to me. Like planning that stuff is crazy. I hated my brothers. And it was slow. Like I started hating my friends. And I remember telling my husband, like the whole world's against me. And I would just be in tears screaming, like everyone's after me. Everyone hates me. And he's like, what is going on? Like, you're such a carefree person. What happened in this? It was probably a year long, oh, seven months from when I prayed to the thing. And when I woke up seven months and, uh, I hated myself, obviously. And I went from wanting to not be alive because of my neck pain to not wanting to be alive because of my depression and anxiety and thinking everyone was against me and hating literally everybody, like hating everyone. And the last person that I could hang on to was my husband. And I remember a week before I actually woke up, I went into where like his office space and I said, um, I don't know what it is, but I can't be around you. I can't be around you. There was like, so much distance between me and people in general that the minute I said that, I thought that's wrong. Like for whatever reason, nothing else made me doubt what was happening until I told my husband, I can't be around you. And uh, 
he was going on a camping trip for a week where they have no cell service. I can't talk to him. He's going with his friends. And I had this dream the night before he left of another demonic attack trying to get to me. And I said this prayer in my dream and the demon went away. And then I heard a voice, like a booming voice say, this is real. This is really happening to you. And I woke up and I told my husband, like, I think we should go back to church. I think we need to go to church. I hadn't gone since I was a kid. I don't think he had ever gone, honestly, in his life. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're you're a witch. Like, why would you go to church, you know? And I said, well, just think about it. And we'll talk about it when you get back. So he went on his trip. And the first day that I spent by myself in the house, I was sitting there, pulled all the blinds. I was going to watch a demonic movie again. And I sat down and I felt, I heard or I felt it in me, like, throw everything out and i had a picture of all the crystals and stuff in my head like throw it all out and i was like okay this is weird like i'm not gonna do it you know and i heard it again second time throw it out this time with like more urgency throw it all out and i was like no this is ridiculous like i'm talking to myself at this point you know and the third time that it was said to me i was sitting on the couch it was so forceful that I don't even know if I lifted myself off the couch or if I was lifted (laughs) and I it was like throw it out now and I was as fast as I heard it the third time I was at the end of my hallway I had the drawer open looking at all the crystals smudge sticks tarot cards staring at it like I have to throw these out but I didn't because <laughs> I thought I was crazy. And I just stared at them for like 30 minutes. Like, what do I do? I kept hearing the voice, throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. Like, it felt like a warning. Like, if you don't throw it out, something's going to happen. So that night, I kind of made a promise to myself, like, I'll throw these out tomorrow. But tonight, I'm going to do one last meditation with the crystals. And I got everything ready. I was downstairs, turned the lights off, had the incense going, crystals, everything, opening my third eye chakra. And I felt this really dark, evil presence in the room. And I kind of like opened my eyes and I was like, hey, I don't don't see anything. So I went back down. Sorry, this like. Take your time. It's shaking. It doesn't scare me. I think it's just like when you have a traumatic experience, I think it just manifests like physically, you know? Of course. Um, So I went back down and um, I thought, I I felt the evil. Like it, it was so thick in the room. I felt just an evil presence that I had never felt like such evil in my life before. And I said, well, maybe... Maybe I should like focus on God for this meditation. And the minute I went down to do it, I closed my eyes and I knew something was there. Like, like right here, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. In the darkness, looking at me, staring at me. And when I opened my eyes, I saw this evil entity. I'm not going to explain what it looked like completely, but it had this dirty, nasty cloak on, very tall, big. Thing. It was like a hodgepodge of different creatures that you can't even like even make up yourself, basically. I will say it had ram's horns. The horns did not match the face at all. 
and it had no hands and no feet. But where the hands and feet should have been was the darkest, dark, like if you go in a cave and they shut the lights off, can't see anything, it was like the darkest dark I've ever seen in my life. And I could feel the heat coming off of it. And I I just kind of stared at it for a minute and then I ran upstairs like past it and I was like what the heck did I just witness what on earth was that and I just sat on my couch like okay I have to I think this is what the warning was throw everything out and I didn't heed that warning and so I took everything and I tried to sell it online like on Facebook marketplace and I heard that voice again like how dare you put this curse on other people throw it away so the minute I threw everything in the dumpster outside because I knew in the trash, like you were saying, in the trash in your house is not good enough. You got to throw it in the dumpster outside at least. Trash day was the next day. Um, so the minute I did that, the energy ramped up. I was hearing claw marks. I was, my dogs were freaking out. Um, the, the dreams got really bad because at this point I hadn't called out to Jesus. Um, I was smelling sulfur. I was hearing growling. Um, and... I almost for a second thought I should go get everything back out of the trash so this all will stop, but I didn't. Thank God I didn't. And I was in the house alone, mind you. <laughs> like I couldn't get a hold of my husband. My parents moved away. I'm all alone in the city. And um, I, I kept having these demonic dreams. That witch lady kept saying like, yes or no, yes or no. And from what I'm understanding, I think it was a yes, like inviting it in further. And um, finally I had this thought, get on your knees, say a prayer of repentance, take communion. The weird thing is, is I had these like unleavened crackers <laughs> that I just loved at the time. I had that and I was sick and I always drink grape juice when I'm sick. So I had that too, just perfect timing. So I got on my knees. I felt ridiculous doing this, but I got on my knees crying, saying this prayer, Jesus, I choose you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, mind you. <laughs> and I was, I had the communion. I took communion. I said, you did this for me, a sinner. You sought me out when I was throwing dirt on your name in the middle of my sin. You sought me out. And I was just praying and praying and praying. And right before I took communion, I saw it again right here. I was at the end of my couch praying on my knees and I saw it right here in my face. I could feel the heat off of it again, basically taunting me. Don't do this. Don't do this. I'm going to come at you harder. That's and it was just threatening me. Don't do it. And the minute I took communion in my mind, I could see it being pushed back farther and farther down the hallway. And I didn't even dare look at it because at this point I'm moving forward. I'm not looking at you anymore. It got further away. Um, things felt lighter. And I just, I knew that I had to keep going. Like I had this thought in my mind that if you stop now, if you really truly don't repent and turn away from this stuff, He's bringing some friends back with you. Now I know, reading the Bible, that's actually scriptural. <laughs> so um, that next day I went home from work early because people just, I was exhausted from being attacked by this thing for like four days, I think at that time, three days before I repented. I was exhausted. I looked gaunt. I wasn't eating. because My whole world turned upside down. You know, like, how do you tell people? How do I tell my husband? 
who's been gone for four days that I went through something like this. And I was laying in my bed, looking at the closet and I said, am I free from this? Like Jesus, did this really happen? Cause I'm starting to second guess if this all really happened. And the minute I asked that, I, the clothing that I was looking at disappeared. And in my mind, I was transported to this heavenly place. Like it was a vision, I guess you would call it. I don't know if you guys believe in that, but that's what it was. I was awake and I was transported in my mind to this place. I was standing in this long line of people. I couldn't see their faces, but we were in sackcloth. And there was like millions of people ahead of me, millions of people behind me. And I looked forward or back and forward and I thought, what are we all doing here? The clouds, we were like in a place in the clouds with colors I can't even describe to you. They're beautiful. Up ahead, I saw this huge marble throne. You couldn't even see the top of it. You just knew something very big was standing or sitting in the, on this marble throne. And in front of the throne was a man in a bright white robe with just his face was like, he was exuding brightness. So bright, you couldn't see his face or anything. That's how bright he was. And I remember like, what are we doing? That's Jesus, let's get up there. And um, no one said anything to me. And I remember thinking like, it's gonna take forever to get up there, <laughs> like with a million people ahead of me. The minute I had that thought, I was zoomed up in front of him. I bowed, like something just brings you to your knees in front of him. He pulled off my sackcloth, threw it in front of the throne. Like he had to peel it off of me, turned, crowned me. I turned bright. And there were like people with crowns behind the throne cheering. And I looked at him and he, his face looked like, I used to call it like liquefied diamonds, but now I think it was looking up a picture of what Jasper was or is, it looked like liquefied whirling Jasper. And I, all, all I could see was like a crown on his head. And I thought, if you're, how are you crowning me? You're Jesus and you have a crown. Why am I getting a crown? I do not deserve this. And I pulled it off and I said, and this was all in your mind. Like none of this was being said out loud. It was all like understood between you, you two. Even the cheering was like in my mind. And he said, this is your crown, put it back on. And the minute he said that I woke up and I was back in my bedroom and I thought the demon was playing a trick on me. I thought it was all the demon playing a trick on me. I had no idea the weight of what I had just seen was actually Jesus. And I started crying like how out of everything you've done to me, that is the worst thing that you could have done. And that bought a Bible. My husband came home. I told him everything and he, thank God, believed me. <laughs> thank God. Mm -hmm. He turned his ways around. We both got baptized. Wow. I started reading the Bible and realizing like some of the stuff I had been hearing or seeing through visions was biblical. And um, yeah, that's how it kind of all went down. Long story short, right? Amen. Love that's, the testimony. A, that's a beautiful testimony. Yeah. Um, wow. Do you still have dreams to this day? When I first woke up, here's the crazy thing. The minute I repented, no more demonic dreams. I might have had like one or two, but there I get the sense that they were either growing me in my strength with Jesus Christ to not be scared anymore or a warning. Um, I told my husband when he got home because I started taking a sleeping aid after what I went through because I was terrified. This I didn't understand the strength of God yet. 
you know, I was a baby Christian. I hadn't read the Bible. I didn't understand like how much strength you have in Jesus Christ. Um, so I was like, this thing is around the corner. If I turn a corner, it's going to be right there, you know? And, um, I, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, dreams. Um, I told my husband, I think God wants me to not take a sleep aid for three nights. I just kept hearing that. Don't take a sleep aid for three nights. And I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not going to do it. So I didn't. And on the third night, I had a dream that I was at this huge church and I walked into the church and it was a, there was a preacher there saying, um, I, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I said, no, you know, and I started running away from the preacher. And then there was this man standing at the door and he's, he said, I love you. And I said, nope not doing it. And then I was going towards the exit and there was another man standing there and he said, I love you. And I said, no. And I ran out of the church, got in my car. And the minute I started driving away, that demon was behind me in the car and I woke up and I understood that as a warning from God. If you turn away from me, this is what's going to happen again. And after that, I had a dream this sounds, this is going to sound crazy. I had dreams where he's saying, I'm waking my church up now. I'm separating the weeds from the wheat. Um, I'm saving my children now. All these like weird dreams when I first woke up that are biblical. So it's not like I'm prophesying. It's all in the Bible. It's all Holy Spirit led. Um, I had all these dreams and I wrote them all down. But after I started like reading the word and nurturing my relationship with him, those all kind of just went away. Kind of once in a while, I'll have a dream. Um, no more demonic dreams, but I still have scary dreams. They're not demonic. I mean, demonic dreams are way different <laughs> than scary dreams. And, uh, yeah. So I had those initial dreams when I first woke up, but now it's all relationship based. Um, Jesus. I have scary dreams. I believe like it's demonic. I believe um, it's demons that's trying to get you to sin in your in your dream. So maybe you can it can manifest in the um, like in the flesh world in reality. I don't think yeah. God sin. I don't think God is just trying to scare you, especially when you follow on Him. You know, mm-hmm. while you living. I can I and that's something I struggle with too yeah. because I do feel like that one dream I had was a warning dream. But I did have a dream after that where there was a demon standing in my bathroom. Yeah, God God is not trying to scare you. No, and that one I knew was demonic. Um, I've had, to this day, some of my sleep, because sleep paralysis is is a neurological disorder, but there is an essence of the demonic can use it for their benefit sometimes. So sometimes I'll hear men laughing, very maniacal laughing. Uh, but I have to, now that I have this relationship with Jesus, I just know that he's stronger. Mm-hmm. So, have you read the whole Bible before? Yeah, I finally did. Um, was a month ago, I got done reading the whole Bible and I just thank the Lord. I don't know. That was an amazing feeling. What's your um, uh, belief? Like, what is your religion? Like, what what, what denomination? Uh, I would say non-denominational, but I really study the Bible for myself and I make sure that anything that people are saying, it's biblically sound. Okay. It's any church you go to, someone's going to say something off the wall, I feel like, and it's like, well, hold on, wait a second. What does God say about this topic? Amen. 
Amen. That's good. Amen. That's good. I um oh and uh, what um mention to the audience where they can um find you on YouTube uh, and, and let them know what you do on your YouTube channel. Yeah, this is another level that God did not need to do for me, but thank God. Um, I was kind of aimless all my life and he gave me a job. So I had never touched a camera in my life, but for some reason he said, you're going to be a Christian YouTuber. So you can find me at Equip for Battle on YouTube and then on any other platform, TikTok, Clapper, Instagram, it's Equip for Battle Carly. And I basically just share my testimony, but also like things I learned through that. I also go through the history of like crystals and tarot cards, how they develop to be so demonic. Mm. Yeah. Which that needs to be out, man. It's a lot of people into that. Thank you so and, much. Um, we thank you. Um, hey, may God continue to bless and strengthen you and uh, keep keep up the good fight. You know, um, that's what we're all aiming to do. And thank you for giving yes. us time. Yes, thank you. I just God bless you for having me on here and getting out of my comfort zone a little bit for this. But I hope we can do this again sometime. Let me know. I'll hit you up. Hit sure. me up. I'll get you on my channel. <laughs> sure. I mean, let, that's what we're here for. Let's do it. You know, let's do yes. it. So, uh, yes. So we thank you and um, God bless you. God bless you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 See you.